Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Hello, I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California in the final edition of Soccer Weekly in 2019. I didn't mean to scare you there. That was a pregnant radio pause. The final 2019 Soccer Weekly will be back at it, of course, next week after the New Year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and yours here on Soccer Weekly. We got a lot to get to. MLS released their schedule early. What a gift. What a Christmas gift that was for me in my stocking. The Major League Soccer schedule is out for 2020. Really, a couple weeks early at least. Usually they're around first week of January and late in that first week. So this has been a pleasant gift. We'll break that down. We'll work it up and break it down like only we can. And the Club World Cup did not disappoint. Liverpool is the best club in the world. There's no doubt of that in my mind. But man, did they have a battle on their hands. Monterrey, who's in that final. Liga Mekis final going on with Club America. We won't talk about that. Not while it's going on. But they battled with Liverpool. And Liverpool came through with a 2-1 victory in the semifinals. Robbie Firmino, a late goal. Bobby Firmino, as his close friends probably call him. Nabi Keita got things going. Funes Mori just a few minutes later, and then Monterey and Liverpool battled until the 90-plus minute, 91st minute, essentially. Monterey ended up winning on penalties against Al-Hilal to take third place. Liverpool batting Flamenco. Flamengo went toe-to-toe with Liverpool, the Copa Libertadores champions, and Firmino did it again, this time in extra time in the 99th minute. What a tournament it was. I'm telling you, and I've been saying it all along here on this show, it is the most one of the most underrated things in all of sport. But it's certainly right up there as the most underrated thing in soccer, and that is the Club World Cup. It is magical. I love it. I watch it every year. Now, there are going to be some changes made to it. Eventually, and I mean sooner rather than later, essentially, it's going to become a every four-year event, and it's going to expand. But this is the the fact that Monterey went absolutely blow for blow with the best team in the world just shows you how great soccer is in the world. And what it does to me, too, is it keeps showing these snobs, soccer snobs, how wrong they really are. Because if you don't think Monterey can hang in the premiership, you're fooling yourself. They battled with Liverpool and could have easily won that game themselves. Now, Liverpool deserved it. Again, when you win, you deserve it. 99 times out of 100. I know there's always a rare exception here and there. But Liverpool deserved it. And against Flamengo. You think Flamengo is so much worse? You think Flamengo couldn't go and take on Brighton? Come on! You think they couldn't go trounce Burnley? Wake up! Get off your high horse, you European EPL snob. You think Monterey, oh, they couldn't handle that tough trip to Newcastle. Shut up! You're fooling yourselves, and you look stupid. Monterey can play against anybody. And they did. And oh, by the way, Al-Hilal was pretty darn tough. So stop mocking soccer all over the globe. There's great teams everywhere now. And Liverpool is the best. 
But I'll tell you what, Flamengo ain't far behind. You're going to sit here and you're going to tell me how much better Aston Villa is than any of these? Shut up. Grow up. You are absolutely deluding yourself. And that's why I love CONCACAF Champions League and it's why I love the Club World Cup. Because there are great teams everywhere now. And we should be, and I say we as an MLS and more specifically these two teams here in L.A., should be striving for the Club World Cup, winning CONCACAF Champions League. And I know they are. Certainly LAFC is going to be ready to go against Club León coming up in February for their uh, first of the two legs in uh, mid-February, then uh, late February for the second leg back at the bank. That's just the first round of that tournament. I cannot wait. And this is why these are the games that matter. The Club World Cup is sensational. You're doing yourself a disservice if you love the beautiful game and you're not paying a lot of attention to it. It's got World Cup in the title. Anything that says that when it relates to soccer, I don't like when other sports try to chime in on the World Cup. Some of them are okay. Rugby's okay. I like that. But the Club World Cup, sensational. Another great tournament. And Liverpool got it done in extra time, beating Flamengo. Could have went either way. Liverpool certainly deserved it. They played better, I think, than uh, Flamengo overall. But Flamengo was very good. I mean, that's a tough team. And so is Liverpool. They're just so good. So good. Again, I don't think I've seen anything in 2019, though, as we head into 2020, that makes me believe there's really a a team that's just so much better than everybody else in the world. I believe Liverpool is the best, but I don't think they're great this year. And again, that's just me. That's my assessment. I could be proven wrong. They certainly are playing incredible football in the Premier League especially, but they had their struggles in this tournament. Trying to get your footing on this short, uh, you know, kind of a short mission, if you will, heading over there for a game on the 18th of December, then a quick turnaround for the 21st. Now, all the teams have to do it. In fact, some of the teams have to play more games. We tell you start around, start out with a first-round game that if Al Saad or Hienghe, I beg your pardon, Hienghen, I don't know how you pronounce that. but uh, I'm sorry. Hyangyan Sport. If Al Saad or Hyangyan Sport would have won that, you know, whoever wins that game, Al Saad happened to win it, they'd have to go through four victories, I think, to to win the whole thing. So it's it, there's some teams that have a much tougher road, certainly. But it, it's just a fantastic tournament, and I, I'm glad to see Liverpool take it so seriously, Flamengo taking it so seriously. They wanted to win. Monterrey wanted to win. They played their best, and they played well. Al-Hilal looked really good. Those teams deserve praise for what they put out there, and you're just missing out. You're not missing anything when it comes to MLS's schedule because, man, we got plenty of time to digest it. Much more time, in fact, as I mentioned earlier in the show. A couple of weeks early, really, for MLS to be delivering the schedule. I think it's just a, it's just a matter of how the schedule itself is changing for the league as a whole. I mean, we're pushing the finals up to maybe one of the earliest dates. Maybe the earliest date it's ever been. If it's not the earliest it's ever been, it's really right up there because it's early November now. I believe it's supposed to be November 7th this year is the final. Pretty sure that's when it's actually supposed to be. 
And the playoffs begin early October, regular season ending on uh, October 4th in MLS, but I cannot wait. It is just, oh, man, I'm so excited. I know we all talked about, like, the beginning of the schedule because MLS released the openers, the home openers for every team even earlier, week or so, even before the rest of the schedule came out. And we already know those. We know LAFC gets started in the Champions League right before MLS kicks off their season. Of course, LAFC's opener on March 1st. The Galaxy begin on February 29th against Houston Dynamo the Saturday. And, yeah, we'll take it further, break it down as we continue on in the show. Just a glorious 2019 wraps up here. Again, this is the final version of this show this year. We'll be back right at it on January 2nd. Coming up next week for the first show in 2020. Black and gold breakdown still to come. we got to take a look at that LAFC schedule. we got the Galaxy schedule to break down. All of that. So much more still to get to. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California. This is the home of LAFC. It's ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and yours. What a great 2019 it's been. We look forward to 2020. Hey, if you missed any part of the show, I know a lot of you uh, podcast the show. Don't don't be afraid to uh, to do that. If you love the podcast, tell a friend. If you hate me and hate a podcast, hate the podcast, tell an enemy to listen. That way you torture them, right? It's that simple. You can go to the ESPN Pod Center. You can go to iTunes, wherever your podcatcher is, and search for uh, Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. I know that seems like a, every that's like a, a a cliche that everybody throws out at you now from all corners because I think everybody in America actually has a podcast. I think there's 350 million of them. So to cut through, you got to listen to the good ones, right? And you know, humbly, I'll say Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunham. It's probably in the upper. I don't know. You know, look, it's in the upper half, right? So we've eliminated 175 million podcasts right there. But subscribe, rate, and review, and that will help the show as well soccer weekly rolls on it is time now for one of our favorite things to do each and every week it's black and gold breakdown one two three breakdown it's the black and gold breakdown breakdown break it down like this right now we being the home of lafc continue on here on espn la 710 with the black and gold breakdown on soccer weekly i want to break that this one this actually fits this is a true breakdown of the 2020 schedule for mls and for LAFC. We don't know about the U.S. Open Cup. We know some generic dates that they could possibly play and likely will play. So we won't dive too deep into that. We also know the Champions League, if they get past Club Leon, which starts Tuesday, February 18th, and has the follow-up game at the bank on Thursday, February 27th, before the kickoff against Inter Miami on the 1st of March. We know what dates the uh, the CONCACAF Champions League could be windows that could be if they advance. But let's not worry about that even because it's going to be a tight schedule. If they go far in the Champions League, which I hope they do, and we all believe they certainly can and should, it's going to be a tight schedule to begin with. But that's every team in CONCACAF Champions League and MLS. That's just the way it is. So no excuses. Do the job, right? But let's start with MLS's schedule. We mentioned March 1st against David Beckham's Inter-Miami side. And that is going to be a good one. That's a 2.30 Pacific time game. So a little before 3 o'clock, I'm sure, kickoff there. That'll be an interesting matchup. Another Sunday. MLS is scheduled for LAFC three straight Sundays to begin the season, all at the bank. 
March 8th against Philadelphia. March 22nd, the home game against Portland Timbers. So if that rings a little bit of a bell after an early matchup against them in 2019 at the bank. First road game, April 4th at FC Dallas. On the road again the next week against Mark Dos Santos, our pal, and Vancouver Whitecaps at BC Place. Then you're back home on the 18th against Real Salt Lake, right back on the road on the uh, Saturday, the 25th against Chicago Fire. So interesting start to the season. And again, when you incorporate it, remember I took a look at the schedule last year, and I was very concerned about how tough it was early for LAFC, especially with that second year. You're worried about that sophomore slump, whatever cliche, you know, the the hangover of the second year for an expansion side that did very well in their first season. But there was obviously not going to be too much to worry about as they got off to a great start. They need to do it again. I think there are some tricky and precarious moments in this schedule. And not just because of opponents. You never quite know about that. First of all, can't wait for May 16th, El Trafico at the bank. And then again later in August on Rivalry Week, it'll be the 23rd Sunday at Dignity Health Sports Park. August 23rd, I should say. Sunday, August 23rd against LA Galaxy at Dignity Health Sports Park. That's the turnaround match there, the follow-up match. But there are some tricky portions to say the least. One of them is, uh, you know, and I hate to be too, not too crass, but like too bold about it. One of them's July. Yeah, it's the whole month. Because it is a massive road trip, essentially. There's one home game in July. It's on a Wednesday night after you've already played on Sunday. Sunday, July 5th at Sporting uh, Kansas City. Then you go Wednesday back home against Colorado. Rapids should be a very improved team here in 2020, in my estimation. Then you're right back on the road. you got to turn around and fly up to Minnesota for a Sunday game on the 12th. At New York, Red Bulls on the 19th on a Sunday. And then at Nashville on a Wednesday, all the way out to Seattle, July 25th on a Saturday. So we're talking, again, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, all in July and of those, only one is at home on a Wednesday night. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six games in July. That's, you know, busy enough. Five of them on the road, and you're dashing all over the country. I think I know when LAFC may use their charter flights if they're the, under the same rules of 2019, but I digress because we don't know how this 2020 collective bargaining agreement is going to play out either. So we'll see what happens there. But July is a really, really rugged month. And there's some other, you know, stretches. And any kind of road trips are, can always be tough. What I don't like is, uh, here's one in uh, I hate in September. Friday the 11th in, in at the bank against Dallas. Okay, it's at least it's a Friday. They, they then play Wednesday. So you got a little, but it's at Houston. Then you're right back to the bank on Sunday against D.C., those are a little annoying at times. Even the game against the Galaxy on Sunday, August 23rd. Then you go right uh, back home for a Wednesday game, and then you're out Sunday again at Portland. So that's not too bad. At least it's all closer to the certainly the West Coast. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting schedule. Some heavy road trips. Early portion of it, though, at the bank, probably due in no small part to the fact that LAFC hopes to make a deep run 
in that CONCACAF Champions League. Now, the three teams LAFC will not play, I think we talked about those previously, but Columbus, Orlando, and Toronto, there's three teams from the opposite conference for every team in MLS that they will not play due to the unbalanced schedule in 2020. For LA Galaxy, well, we'll talk about that later. For LAFC, it's Columbus, Orlando, and Toronto. So there will be no Michael Bradley, Bob Bradley story, which Bob probably is fine with, with all that drama. He doesn't mind missing out on that in terms of the drama anyway, I assume. But yeah, so it should be an interesting, interesting ride here in 2020 with the schedule. You got any favorite portions? You got any portions you're scratching your head about maybe? No, I'm, nobody's scared. If you're the black and gold, nothing scares you about the schedule. That, that's ridiculous. You were the best team in in any MLS regular season in the history of the league by a country mile. So you're not worried about the 2020 regular season schedule. But any little uh, interesting tidbits about the schedule, hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. By the way, we continue the conversation each and every week there as well. But I love the fact that they released it early, right, to make your get your planning going. It wasn't enough that we have these early Champions League games. Now we get to all the MLS schedule to plan around, too. Fantastic. And if you look at it, based on, you know, obviously there'll be some games, hopefully, if you get past Club Leon, there'll be some more games kind of intermixed in it. But there's a good portion of the early part of the schedule that is at home, which is very nice. And again, MLS maybe did them some favors by putting the first three regular season MLS games all at the bank. They don't go on the road until that April 4th game against FC Dallas and then a game against Vancouver. Could be tricky, though, because it is kind of wrapped around the time where CONCACAF Champions League heads into that next round if you do get there again. The dates, well, it's the semis by then, I beg your pardon, so... You'll worry about it then, of course. But the dates for the semis are the 7th through the 9th of April for the first leg and then the 14th through the 16th, whichever date. So it can get, yeah, can get a little touch and go. But again, may we have those problems at the semifinals and then hopefully beyond. Cannot wait. Again, the two games against the Galaxy, May 16th at the bank, August 23rd at Dignity Health Sports Park. So... A lot of distance between those two, so it'll be really two different matchups I'm, I'm expecting. Both teams will be much different on May 16th than they are on August 23rd. That's obvious. So we'll see how El Trafico plays out in both of those. And who knows? Maybe we'll get a little U.S. Open Cup matchup. Some changes to the U.S. Open Cup could be very interesting as well as the season goes on. That doesn't really get going. It does get going a little earlier than usual, but it doesn't get going for a while. Speaking of the Galaxy schedule, we'll take a look at that. That was Black and Gold Breakdown. Still to come, the Galaxy schedule for 2020 has some interesting moments as well. That and so much more. I am Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Dunholm. This is the home of LAFC and the home of world football here in Southern California. Soccer Weekly marching on a beautiful 2019 wrapping up here, final Soccer Weekly for the year before we kick off 2020 on January 2nd. We'll be back a week from today with the show here on ESPN LA 710, and we appreciate all your support here throughout the season, throughout the last several years here on Soccer Weekly. We do appreciate that. I'm with the great Jesse Lopez today. Mario Reese has the day off to wrap up the season. And uh, we are marching on here for this hour. Uh, taking a look now at the LA Galaxy schedule for 2020. A little di- deep dive here 
LA Galaxy has a couple of friendlies in the preseason that they'll play at Dignity Health Sports Park, at least right now. These may not be the only ones, but Toronto FC will be out at the park on the 15th, a Saturday of February, 3 p.m. kickoff for that one. And then a week later, Chicago Fire and the Galaxy will go at it at Dignity Health Sports Park on the 22nd. All leading into LA Galaxy beginning their season on the road at Houston on the 29th. And then they get home for their home opener against Vancouver Whitecaps March 7th. And it's kind of a, uh, the thing about the Galaxy schedule early is there's, it's a good, it's a nice little mix, but it's also just weekends for a while, right? So the MLS schedule, one, two, three, four, five, six straight weeks that it's just weekends. They finally hit a Wednesday game, but it's all the way out at Philly. They go to, go to Minnesota on the 11th of April. This is a tough stretch at Philly on the 15th and then at BMO field against Toronto FC on Saturday, April 18th. A very key stretch, I believe, for LA, LA Galaxy to see how this season starts to take shape. I would imagine, and I, I'm not speaking for LA Galaxy, who knows what their travel plans are, you may end up seeing them kind of just make a, a long road trip of it by staying away from Southern California. Maybe. Right? You're in Minnesota on a Saturday, a night game, a 5 p.m. kickoff, do you go all the way back to L.A. just so you can fly back to Philadelphia for a Wednesday game? No. And then you're not going to come back and then go all the way back to Toronto. I suspect that'll be a, 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 a longer road trip there. So it's you know three games in eight days, all of them essentially east, although Minnesota's in the Western Conference and it's not, you know, not the longest flight you're ever going to take from here. But still, you're already well on your way to Philly and Toronto for that. So that's going to be a long trip, but it's going to really define, I believe, how we look at this LA Galaxy team. That's not to say that certainly the first month is not important. Of course it is. But, you know, look, the Galaxy were so up and down in 2019. They've got a lot of changes to be made, and they are making them. A lot of moves for the Galaxy in this offseason. So it's a new, it's really a new team. It really is. How do you play without a Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who is just such a force of nature, as I like to call him, that essentially sucks all the air out of the room many times for the better, obviously, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who's a fabulous player, sometimes for the worse. So it's a whole rebuild. You know, not that they were they certainly went the worst. They were a playoff team. They won a playoff game. So it, there's pieces there. But to me, the stretch in April really is going to start to tell you how this team is going to build on this season. We already told you about LAFC. A Galaxy travel to the bank in the 12-mile derby, as I like to call it, or El Trafico, or the LA Club, whatever you like, Saturday, May 16th, and then, of course, the return leg back down to Dignity Hill Sports Park is August 23rd. LA Galaxy got some other interesting little, you know, stops along the way. I mentioned how uh, July was brutal, potentially, for LAFC. A lot of road trips, a lot of games. Busy July for the Galaxy. Not quite as bad, though. They always play on the 4th. That's a tradition down in Carson, right? But on Wednesday, July 1st, they get going against Nashville at home. Then they got Real Salt Lake coming in for the 4th at home. And then it's it's settled. You know, it's just a Saturday, Saturday, Saturday kind of thing for the rest of the month. Not bad. They do have two road games in those Saturdays. First at FC Dallas, then are home to Atlanta United, then back out against Vancouver. Not a bad schedule. If you really look at it, 
for the Galaxy. Now, some of it, they're going to have those matchups against the, you know, Liga Mackey side. We'll see how that goes with that uh, competition. So there's gonna be, those are going to be tossed in there. Of course, you always have the Open Cup, the potential for uh, matchups there in the midweek. But really, if you look at this schedule for the Galaxy, it doesn't play out too badly overall. I'm not talking about opponents. You, again, you never know. You can't like look at a game in September and say, oh, that's a tough one there at Seattle. Maybe. Sounders are usually always pretty good, especially towards the end of the year, the defending MLS Cup champions. But, again, just as a point of example, you don't know. Uh, ooh, at Nashville on the 26th of September. That should be an easy win. Really? Uh, maybe. That's not what I'm talking about. It's just the way it sets up. The road trips. Back-to-back games you know, in terms of like you know, Sunday, Wednesday type things. It's really pretty favorable. Of course, pending again some of the additional games that LA Galaxy may have throughout the season. So pretty good look, really, when you think about this team. If you're looking at the Galaxy... As I said, it's a rebuild. You you really are not... You're not starting from scratch. I'm not going to make... It, that's ridiculous. But it is a rebuild based on how this offseason has gone down with the Galaxy and Zlatan Ibrahimovic because he was just too, too big of a part of that offense for the last couple of seasons. And now they have to retool this under Gamer Berskeloto. By the way, he's a good manager. He knows what he's doing. The Galaxy are in good hands with Dennis DeClosa and Guillermo Berescoloto. And it just, it makes me talk, well, that's what we're talking about next to wrap up 2019. Coming up, it's a, a dive deep into El Trafico in the next segment. And what this really means, and I've talked about it, look, we've talked about it a lot on this show and rightfully so. But it is such a massive part of the landscape of Los Angeles sports, not just L.A. soccer. They're going to take a deeper dive into it, into El Trafico, L.A. class, whatever you want to call it. Most fans prefer El Trafico. That's what we call it a lot here. And uh, that and so much more still to come. I am David at home. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California. We are the home of the black and gold, ESPN L.A. 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN L.A. 710. I am David at home hanging out with you. Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year here, wrapping up 2019 on Soccer Weekly, the final edition of this show for the year. We'll be back on January 2nd in 2020. Look, when it's the final week of 2019, i got to take a deep dive into really what is the Southern California soccer kind of story. And it's not just one game or one piece. It is El Trafico. It is LAFC versus LA Galaxy. I've been around LA talking sports for a long time. You know this. A couple of decades. Now a little bit more than that. I've never seen anything like it. And I know, yeah, well, you're a soccer guy. Down home, you talked soccer way back in the dog pound 20 plus years ago. Yeah, I get it. I was mocked for it then. I'm not mocked for it anymore. El Trafico has astounded me in just these couple of short seasons. And last year was no different. First, in July, you had the best performance out of either team in any of these matchups when the Galaxy handled LAFC at Dignity Health Sports Park at home. The Galaxy won 3-2, and it wasn't really that close. Late Carlos Vela goal made it 3-2. LA Galaxy dominated, really. 
Then it was a 3-3 at the bank, which was maybe more typical to what <laughs> these games have looked like. That was the fifth meeting all time, and it was just crazy, utter craziness. And then finally, of course, the playoffs where LAFC finally got rid of the whole, oh, they can't beat the Galaxy by thrashing them in the postseason. In the second game for the Galaxy in the playoffs, first for LAFC, a 5-3 win. And that one wasn't quite that close, realistically. LAFC played fantastic. So both teams in 2019 had their best performance against the other in any game. And LAFC finally got that first big win when it looked like, uh uh-oh, that was the sixth time they met already in in regular and postseason combined. And it was the first win for the Black and Gold, but it is the big one. It's the momentum builder now going into 2020. El Trafico is like nothing I've ever seen in Los Angeles sports. As I said, been around for a while now, you know. Yes, I've seen Super Bowls. I've seen, in my covering of the uh, the city, I've seen World Series. I've seen Super Bowls. I've seen NBA Finals. I've seen championships. I've seen bad teams. I broadcasted a few of those. You know who you are back in the day, Clippers. I've seen it all. Been associated with virtually every team in this town, including USC, UCLA. We consider them major. And I've never seen anything like El Trafico in this short period of time to build up. It is the rivalry. Tip of the cap to USC, UCLA, no doubt. That's very blood boiling in this town. But don't give me Clippers, Lakers. We can't even talk about the Dodgers-Angels. There's no such rivalry there. Kings-Ducks, eh, doesn't do it for anyone. It's not really. I mean, look, they don't like each other, but it's Galaxy-LAFC. 12 miles separating them, the two closest stadiums in MLS. Obviously the only one that would really be even possible, and New York City. And they're, I think a couple of miles separate those stadiums, a couple of miles more than the 12 miles up and down the 110. And it's more than that. This thing has captivated the fans of both sides. Taken really captivated is not the right word. Grabbed them by the throat since the first kick. And it's been nothing short of spectacular virtually every time they've played. That helps too. You cannot tell me there's anything better going on in terms of rivalries in L.A. Certainly not right now with USC and UCLA. I know history is history, and there's a lot there. So you gotta you got to be deferential to that. But certainly not right now. Forget it. Now you can see the Lakers and Clippers obviously starting to punch each other in the nose a bit, although the Clippers are getting out of the way of those Laker punches a little bit better, admittedly. But again, it's a regular season. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. The NBA regular season doesn't matter at all. But man, these regular season El Traficos do. It's not about the record. It's not about where the team is in terms of, oh boy, they've been playing well here this season. Oh boy, the uh, Galaxy are sure cold. It doesn't matter. These things are boiling over every time. If you have not been, I know some of you just listen to great sports talk radio, so you love this show, and you don't even really love soccer. If you have not been to one of these, you are flatly missing out on the best thing that's going on in L.A. sports in terms of rivalries right now. 
just can't be said any more clearly. You can take it as a bias on my part. You can, whatever. I don't care. I'm telling you the truth. There's nothing like it. And I cannot wait already for May and August when they'll go at it again. It is right up there with any rivalry you'll ever talk about because you have one eye on those games already. And you're lying if you tell me you don't. If you're a fan of either team and you didn't go take a look immediately to where those games fell in the calendar and in the schedule, you're lying. You did. I did. Oh, great. Schedule's out. Where are the Galaxy games? I kind of, because we only play each other twice in the regular season, I hope they are spread out a little bit. I kind of don't want El Trafico's on a, you know, a Saturday and then immediately on the next Sunday or something like I don't want that. I want to look forward to them, and these are perfect. May and August, let's go. And if you didn't, go looking for those two matchups first and foremost, and you call yourself a fan of the Galaxy or LAFC, you're lying on one of those accounts. Because you did, and I can't wait. And if you're a fan of L.A. sports and you haven't been, you've got to get there. I'm not trying to oversell it. You will not regret it, I promise. I, abs- I I can guarantee it. You will not regret it. We're talking, I don't care if it's regular season. Don't worry about waiting for to see if they meet up in the playoffs again. You don't need to do that. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, it was spectacular in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But it was spectacular the regular season, and it's been spectacular every time they've kicked the football at each other in anger. So far, six for six. And you can't do any better than that. And these two teams, whatever cliche you want to use, they do not like each other. There's been bad blood from the get-go on the pitch. And it's spoiled, it's spilled out to great games. Even in losses, whoever's lost one or the, you know, obviously LAFC didn't win until that play. Even the teams that have lost know the, those games were great. They don't want to feel that because they t- took an L, but it doesn't matter. These games have been tremendous. And I see no reason to think otherwise in 2020. They are the games. And they're, you know, look. This is going to sound really pompous for us here in L.A. I know a lot of people listen around the country to the podcast, listen to the show here on ESPN L.A. and the ESPN app. I get it. This is the rivalry at MLS. I Look, again, all deference to several very good ones. And I can name a few, obviously. Toronto and Montreal. The New Yorks. Atlanta United and a couple of teams down there, not the least of which is Orlando, although now we got a few of those in the south there that they're going to start to... Portland and Seattle is right there. No question. And there's a few others. They're just not L.A. versus L.A. They're just not the black and gold versus the Galaxy. They're not. 12 miles. Down the 110 or up the 110, whichever you prefer. Nothing compares. And it's why you have to you have to try to get out to one of those games in 2020. Call yourself a sports fan. If you haven't, you are missing out. 
You do not want to miss El Trafico in 2020. You certainly don't want to miss the final segment of Soccer Weekly here in 2019 as we roll on. I am Dave Denholm. This is the home of LAFC and the home of world football in Southern California, ESPNLA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPNLA 710. I am Dave Denholm. The final segment of the final show of 2019, and what a year it's been. Not the least of which was us talking about LAFC having the best regular season in MLS, falling short in the playoffs, losing to the eventual champion, Seattle Sounders, in the Western Conference Final And then the Sounders went on to take care of business against Toronto, so beating the Bradleys along the way for Seattle to get the cup title. But LAFC winning the Supporters' Shield. You know, they still have that mountain to climb, though, in a way. It's kind of interesting that you you did so much in the first two seasons. It's only been two seasons! And you still have a mountain to climb to win MLS Cup. It's still something to kind of, all right, here we go, let's go! Right? So in a way... I kind of dig the fact that they still got to go after that. It's not just about, okay, everything is all square. We're good. We want it all. There is going to be no letdown for that then. You've got to win the cup. And that's at the end of the year. You've got to play well the whole way. You've got to get there. You've got to just keep battling. Bob Bradley is not the kind of coach that's going to let LAFC rest on their laurels, to be sure. And, of course, the Champions League kicking off in mid-February will help. They're going to have to get going. And any team that's in the Champions League, like Seattle, like LAFC, actually get a week early start on their preseason. Big story, uh, according to Sky Sports Italia, I'm over at ESPN FC, which I love, ESPNFC.com. Obviously, if you're not reading that, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. But they link to a story uh, from Sky Sports Italia, Sky Sport Italia saying, Zlatan! will sign with AC Milan. Leaving LA Galaxy early in the year, of course. They say the deal is going to be announced. Well, it's imminent, really, according to this. So Zlatan heading over to AC Milan. You know, I've kind of lost track of what Zlatan was doing in the offseason. I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of uh, Ibrahimovic hangover. After this MLS campaign. Kind of like, yeah, okay. Thanks, Laton. Time to move on. I didn't mind that he was going. Now, look, great player. No one can take away what Zlatan Ibrahimovic has done the last couple of seasons. But, again, sucks the air out of the room for good or bad. It was time. And wisely, I think, you know, at 38 years old, I think he knew it wasn't going to get any better for him in MLS. They weren't going to be winning in all likelihood. At least, I mean, yes, they could possibly win a title, but he had done all he could individually. There's no doubt of that. He had a magnificent two years. But it's got to be exciting in a way for Galaxy fans. A little scary, I'm sure, but Zlatan heading back to AC Milan, according to Sky Sport Italia. If you want to hit me up on the uh, on the Twitter, at TalkSoccer, we continue the conversation throughout there. Now, I just want to wrap up here by, and I mean this, not trying to be cheesy or anything, A heartfelt thank you to you for listening to the show, spreading the word. Follow me on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. That's where we continue the conversation of the beautiful game and Soccer Weekly. Also, let you know about what's going on with the LAFC stuff and everything. Of course, at TalkSoccer. On Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm, spelled like my name. 
But thanks so much to you. Thanks so much to the people behind the scenes here at ESPNLA 710. Adam Bronstein, Jesse Lopez, Michael Funches. The list goes on and on. I don't want to miss anybody. And, of course, the great Mario Reese so much. The producer of this, the producer of LAFC, he hosts Stoppage Time. I wanted to take this time, though, on this show to thank all of them truly from the bottom of my heart. It's been a great 2019. We will talk soccer with you on Soccer Weekly coming up next Thursday on January 2nd to start 2020 here on ESPN LA 710. Happy holidays.